I'm Hans. And I'm Laura. And we, we love, love to, to go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Before the pandemic, we loved to go to the theater and watch a film on Saturday. And now we're doing it in our living room. But one way or the other, the one thing we love more than watching the movie is discussing it. So now we get to do it with you and a cocktail. So enjoy. Hans, Hans and Laura, Laura go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Hi, movie fans. This week we watched the 2011 film, The Lincoln Lawyer, starring Matthew McConaughey, Marissa Tomei, and Ryan Phillippe. We watched this movie because it has continuously popped up in our streaming services being something that we might like to watch. It has been something that we have been circling around for months and months and months about. And the more films we watch, the more the streaming service suggested that we might like to watch this film. So the time finally came. And we did. We watched this film. And this film is about a lawyer um, played by Matthew McConaughey, who does business esque. I mean, he doesn't literally do business from his Lincoln Continental, but he drives from courthouse to courthouse and wherever. He drives around in a Lincoln. In a Lincoln, which, given the and fact, he's a lawyer, and is a lawyer, and given the fact that Matthew McConaughey is now the spokesperson for Lincoln. Feels sort of like you're watching a 90-minute commercial. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, anyway, so this movie was based on a Michael Conley best-selling novel. Okay. Um, and essentially, Matthew McConaughey plays this lawyer who uh, thinks he gets sort of this great closing, clo- open and closed case that's going to earn him a lot of money defending the Ryan Phillippe right. character, only to find out that it is much more complicated. Right, right, right. That seems like a pretty good synopsis to me. So I'd like to talk about what you thought about this film. Sure, so would I. But first, what are we drinking? Well, tonight we're drinking a slightly different whiskey. We're drinking a, um, a old-fashioned standard, which is a Seagram 7. Uh, however, we are having the Seagram 7 mixed with black cherry seltzer. Yes, it's tasty if you've never had this combination. It's a real good combination. Basic, classic, and good. Much like uh, us, I think, right? Agree. Laura, what did you think about the film The Lincoln Lawyer? I thought it was fine. All right, well, I guess that sums it up. One word. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't really have, honestly, a lot of things to say about it because I just thought it was sort of, it was fine. I think that's fair, Laura. Um, I'll I'll tell you what I think about it. Yeah, yeah. I found this film to be an adequate movie that was utterly forgettable. Yes, exactly. Like, I think this might have actually made a good book. I also think if you're really into Michael... Conley, you probably could have read 10 of his novels and not really be able to differentiate them, except for the dinosaur ones. I guess those ones are more memorable because there's dinosaurs. But okay. other than that, and that's, that's 
I like I kind of was a, just a little curious. Apparently, this book was a bestseller. It, I believe, it came out in two thousand and five, and the movie came out in two thousand and eleven, which just made you makes me wonder, like, why was this such a compelling adaptation? I don't know because I just didn't. It was just fine. Well, I, I think it's an excellent question that you asked right there, Laura. I, I mean, I, I feel like this movie was something in which you, in, in which there was some idea that there was something that was supposed to be happening here, some depth of character or something. Well, what was it? But there, there, really, there really wasn't. There um, wasn't enough suspense. There wasn't enough twists and turns. No, and the characters were not nearly interesting enough. Look, there's a lot of movies that have been made, right? A lot of movies about a lot of different types of lawyers in a lot of different types of circumstances in varying levels of intrigue, sometimes courtroom drama and sometimes out of courtroom drama. Mm -hmm. This was a film that had uh, an adequate level of all of them. It was, however, neither particularly gripping in its courtroom scenes, particularly gripping in its personal scenes, nor particularly gripping in its um, just, I don't, I don't know, other scenes about other miscellany. They're just, I don't, I don't see, I don't see it. No, but I mean, I guess in 2011, perhaps this was a different time and place in which there was just enough movies being made and people didn't have the same expectations. I don't know. And you know what? Maybe it's riding on the coattails of some great, some, in my opinion, really great, great lawyer movies like, oh, you know, of course, of course, um, A Few Good Men. And, you know, of course, you know, then you have have some John Grisham films, you know, based films, and you have the the Rainmaker, and you had the, the, you know, there were lots of lots of lawyer movies kind of riding this could be riding on the coattails of that era. The client, I mean Yeah, but this is 2011. Oh, you good know, films. like this is a long time after that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Maybe even the more confusing thing is that there was a Lincoln Lawyer 2 that was made. It was actually made. It was made. Um, I believe it may have ended up going straight to a streaming service or DVD or something. That's not too surprising. After it was made, but yes, there was a Lincoln Lawyer too. Well, let me let me make a, make, let me make a point. I have two two other points. Oh to make wait, about this no, film. maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was abandoned. Oh uh, well, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I, I think that when I heard the, the name The Lincoln Lawyer as this film, having not watched it, only having seen it recommended for me many, many, many times, I had assumed that there was a connection with Lincoln as in Abraham Lincoln in some way, and I don't know what that connection would be. Um, but I thought that perhaps there was going to be some sort of interesting tie-in with somehow some connection to Abraham Lincoln or Abraham Lincoln-ish things, not particularly Abraham Lincoln himself, but rather something that was spoke to Lincoln in some respect. I thought this had some connection to Abraham Lincoln in some sort of way that was clever 
or interesting. And, and it turns out it, it didn't. It was a connection only to the, the car, yes, the Lincoln. Yes, let me, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there and say I thought the same thing. Okay, yeah. That I thought it was going to have some connection to Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. And then when it didn't, I thought, oh, perhaps this is going to surprise me because this sure. is going to be some sort of interesting connection to this linking continental like this yeah is yeah mm-hmm. but like right there was nothing there no the only thing that was no, there wasn't. was he drove a linking continental yeah that's to and right from court like it, it could have been called the the mercedes lawyer right or the cadillac lawyer and like what 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 does what he asked but what what why? he did had nothing to do with him driving around in a car and, and like Right. Like all lawyers have to drive a car. Should we yeah. start calling all lawyers by the brand name of the car? Well, perhaps we should. I mean, I guess he had a driver. Why? Why do you have a driver? That was pointless. That had no connection to the plot. Yeah, it seemed like maybe he had lost his driver's license. Yeah, but he had it but... back by the time the movie started. So yep. it didn't even matter. Yep. Yep. There was there is little little connection to anything. Yep. Um and as far as I could tell, every time that he was out at a bar drinking, his driver wasn't with him anyway, and he had to and he had to somehow get his ex-wife, also who true. was all too cheery to okay. give him rides home um, w- 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 when he had been drinking too much. It's a strange, strange setup. It simply makes no sense in in so many regards. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess they were like co-parenting, but I don't disagree with you about. The strange relationship. Yeah, well, they were pretty chummy. They were they getting were, back together. But. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't know. Here's the thing is we rarely have, like, bad reviews about movies. Like, I don't think there's been very many movies that no. have been like, this movie was awful. In many ways, I feel like this movie, like, this, this review of the movie is worse than that. Because we just don't have anything nice to say. No, we don't have anything nice to say much at all. I, I mean, it wasn't painful to watch. I'll, I'll give it that. You know, it was, it was. you know, in terms of the actual movie making, it was competently done. We've seen in the past year, Laura, a number of films that I think might fall into the category of utterly incomprehensible films. Uh, this was not incomprehensible. No. And it was competently done in terms of movie making skills. But in terms of actually like putting together a storyline that made sense and and a and a or, or a storyline, not that it didn't make sense, but rather a storyline that was compelling, this that it wasn't. I, I have something else I want to say. This yes. is my last point. Yeah, Mark, should I roll into it? Yes, or do you roll into interject? It. Roll okay. Into it. I, I have a bone to pick here, though. Would you yes. like to know a bone I have yes. to pick? Yes. The bone I have to pick is Netflix. Yeah. So. The reason that I find this frustrating is that you and I have watched a variety of different things over the time that we've had Netflix. Many, yeah. many different films, many different TV shows, uh, a number of which we have discussed in this particular podcast, correct? Correct. Yeah. And I, I am a little bit dumbfounded by the fact that Netflix and its algorithm uh, continues to and has and continues to suggest insistently that Nef- that this particular movie is something that would be of great interest to us. Laura, 
Netflix has been trying to sell us on this movie well, for a long I, time I now. I actually think I have to stop you no? here about gonna, this. I'm going to disagree. Not their fault? Well, I mean, here's the thing. is like this wasn't in the recommended for you section. Oh, okay. I like had to go down like 25 categories to if you keep scrolling down through the categories. Like these are like this was like a movie in the like based on your like of courtroom drama. All right. You know, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I went through like critically acclaimed drama, the critically acclaimed drama category and something else. Now, this does not take away from your point, though, that we have several... Well, it takes it doesn't take away from your initial point about why we watched it, which is it just kept coming up again. But it does take away from your most recent point about being angry that Netflix recommended we watched it because this was not like a front and center Netflix recommendation. Now, however, their algorithm did end up putting it, you know, in one of the categories that it says we like, which are kind of made up categories anyway. Well, so it did end up in the algorithm, but it was not only Netflix that it kept popping up on was the thing. I think it was like just a movie that kept, like it seemed like our multiple streaming services just kept shoving this movie in our face. Well, it really does. So one way or the other, I suppose that that's a fair point that you make right there and a little bit of an unfair criticism on my part. One way or the other, though, I go back to my original point about this film, I think. Uh, Watch it if you need something to do. Don't watch it if you have something else to watch. Agreed. Everybody's entitled to their opinion Everybody's entitled to their thoughts Everybody's entitled to their opinion But hearts and laws